Welcome to today's uh, Failing Forward podcast. This is Takara Morgan, the Program and Business Development Advisor at Care Vietnam. Today I'm talking to Grace from the Care USA team, but I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Grace Majara, working with the Access Africa team as one of the senior technical advisors. I've worked in the VSLA space since 1999. I think that's when I first encountered my first group or formed the first group. So over time I've seen um, the sector grow and uh, now it's more or less like viral across Africa and some other continents. And could you just explain to the audience what Access Africa is? The way how I understand Access Africa, Access Africa is a team that, oh, it's a unit within Care International that was put, was it in 2005-06 to drive the VSLA methodology in Africa, build capacity of Care, put together tools, put together a team of set of skills to really drive this in Africa. So it has, I think it did its job. And it's still doing that because uh, it kind of drove the scale where we are now. Probably by the time it was formed, I don't know whether we had the one million members across Africa, but now I'm told by June 2018 we had close to seven million. So to me, somehow I kind of attribute it to the role that Access Africa has played over the years. Great. And so today we're talking about urban VSLA. So CARE has been implementing um, Village Saving and Loans Associations, or VSLAs, um, for 28 years now, predominantly in rural areas. Today we're talking about urban VSLAs, which is a bit more nascent. So, Grace, could you please tell us, why should we talk about failure? I think failure is good because in most cases we focus more on what has worked out and forgetting what hasn't worked out for us to be able to, to first of all, uh, you know, improve our programming, uh, improve our tools, and improve our practices. So when we usually forget uh, the failures, we also miss on that area. That's why we keep on almost going back to the same thing. Whereas if we kind of do proper documentation, looking at what has worked, what has not worked, and how, what can we do differently, because even the failures will tell us what we can do differently. What was the context of the failure that you're going to talk about today? If we are talking about urban context, I would say that at the time when we did urban VSLAs, that was the first time, the real urban context was 2008. So I would say that we went in when it was really grey area. We are trying it the first time. I, we had no learning experience. So we made a lot of mistakes because we kind of borrowed the way how the methodology was from the rural area to urban areas. So we made some mistakes and because of that, of some of those mistakes, some groups disintegrated, others, you know, they disintegrated, restarted the over again. But out of those mistakes, I think we also learned a lot. Right. And this was in Uganda, right? Yes. Also, I did it in, I also worked with Kenya Kenya team in 2014-15 with urban youth VSLAs in Bechivira 
uh, slum areas and they also I think also we did a lot like the way how today people were discussing mm. that we, we do linkages we probably come faster than rural areas some of some of those are some of the Areas that in most cases we fail, mm. and in most cases we don't even kind of document so that we are able to learn and improve. So you mentioned um, a few things that why went what went wrong. For example, the lack of documentation. You mentioned that some groups disintegrated. You also mentioned that we tried to copy paste in some way the rural methodology into the urban settings. Are there any other things that you want to mention that what went wrong and why? I think the other thing is like uh, most of my team, at the time I was heading a, a team of technical people, but none of us had the urban programming experience. Mm-hmm. Although we were working with a partner who had urban programming experience, for us as a team we didn't really have that kind of prior uh, you know, experience. So even effectively provide technical support to the partner from a very informed point of view was somehow kind of limited because of lack of that experience. Of course, over time we gained the experience and learned what to do, but it sure. was out of try and error. I think so to me that you know having that hands-on experience in any context sometimes matters. Yeah, you mentioned about having that contextual understanding is really important to be able to adapt it. Besides that, how did you move past the failure? What did you learn from your experience and that failure? Taking a learning approach is very key because really it was about let us do it and see what we can learn. So we kept on tracking ourselves and putting in some breaks to reflect on what was working, what was not working, and the funding we had was very flexible to allow corrections, to allow you know adjustment, adjustments, so that's what we did, I think. We did a lot of adjustments, we did a lot of learning, you know, we had to create learning opportunities for ourselves, but also for the partners. So we kind of uh, formed the team, both at the care level, but also the implementing partner level. And this project was, besides uh, urban VSLAs, it was also looking at other aspects of layering, because we were working with the people who were infected or affected by HIV. So we also had to bring in that aspect and that expertise and kind of also modifying the methodology to take, take into consideration that aspect of HIV programming. What would you do differently if you could do it again in that context? First of all, it would be very important to bring the different expertise together so that we are able to kind of test those expertise. Expertise, I mean, that it would be better to bring the VSL experts on the same table with the urban programming experts, with the, the HIV, so that you kind of tease out that experience and come up with a module that has been formed out of those different sets of, of ex- experience. That's very key and important, but at the same time, documentation, documenting the, the processes, documenting the final module, sometimes allows, you know, helps not to repeat the same mistakes or failures. Yeah, that makes sense. What you just said uh, really resonates in terms of having a multidisciplinary team to be able to adapt it to meet different needs of the different actors and, and the different participants. Um, and also the importance of documenting uh, what we've been learning to inform the programming. 
What's one action you would recommend to implementers based on this experience? I, I think for us, it was our target group was very clear. We knew whom we were going to target, and probably we also knew the, our entry point. But for other implementers, you know, defining that target and your entry point is very key mm-hmm. because that one will help you in terms of how do you prepare yourself in terms of mobilization strategy, in terms mm-hmm. of the way how you're going to do the delivery of training and other kind of additional support. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think that's very important, defining target and even defining the target will even help you to assess what additional kind of other support that you need for you to be able to so it's identifying the target group but also understanding their needs and conducting some form of needs assessment right, to yeah. be able to, to target the, the intervention. And how can we use these lessons from this failure to improve impact? The lessons, they need to be fed into our programming and programming I'm talking about right from design up to the impact assessment the impact assessment so you know during design how do you make sure that you incorporate in some of those uh, lessons that are part of the failures during you know implementation how do you do it in our m and e tools how do you do that so that at the end of the day they are reflected in the, the, in the impact you get so to me i think it's about how do you streamline the lessons how do we use the lessons to inform our programming uh, practices behaviors and all that if you had to sum up the key lesson from this experience in one sentence, what would it be? It was an exciting experience. I think it was a rich experience. Let me say a rich experience. In what ways was it a rich experience? I would say rich experience because it added uh, value in terms of professional growth. It added value in terms of care, Uganda programming uh, areas and scope. And it added value that we built capacity of our implementing partners. Now, how many years? That was 2008, 10, 11 years now. The implementing partner still does VSLA in urban sector, their target HIV, whatever. And they have even expanded it to include other beneficiaries that they work with. Do you have any final thoughts or considerations for anyone listening today? To me, VSLA is a very great platform that can be applied almost everywhere, provided you do it intentionally, very well knowing why you are doing it. So I think that's very important to do it, but you should know why you are doing it. Is it about reaching the poor? Is it about to, uh, taking the services to the poor? Is it about to addressing gender, gender norms? So the, the objective and purpose is very key, but it's something which you can use almost in any context. Right, and any other particular final thoughts on urban context? Urban context, you know, many people think that the urban population have access to many services, be it social, be it economic, but the, 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 the reality is different. You find that there are so many among the segments within urban population that are excluded. So exclusion is very high and really deep-rooted, but you find that there are very few um, organizations or even government programs that target, target the, the urban poor. So I think it's one of the areas that we need to start.
looking at, especially when we are talking about women empowerment. We have a, a high number of women living in urban areas, facing exploitation, facing GBV of all sorts, whether they are married or unmarried. We have so many young girls dropping out of school in urban areas, but nobody thinks about them. So to me, I think uh, as care, especially when we focus our programming around women empowerment, urban area, urban context is one of those uh, thematic areas that we should start, start thinking in terms of how we reach these women that we live in that kind of context. No, that's great. And I mean, just to re-emphasise a couple of your points is to um, conduct a needs assessment to really make sure you understand the needs of urban um, populations and to make sure that you are adapting it to their needs. And also documentation is key. So um, having that set up right from the beginning is really important in adapting anything, but in your experience, it's been absolutely key. So thanks, Grace, for talking to us today and um, thanks to our listeners. Thank you.